Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Young Pros Talk podcast. My name is Redmond, and this is episode one. And today we have joining me Ian. Emma. And today we'll be talking about my beef with the HR hiring process, if it's outdated, if it should be changed, and whatever else comes to my mind. So, hold up. I said my full name. (laughs) Wait, hold up, hold up. It's good, it's good, it's good. I think we roll with it. I just, I hope no one remembers it. (laughs) And from now on, just call me that earlier name we talked about. And hopefully just no one rewinds. Sorry, I, I interrupted. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, anyway, so it's really good to see you guys. So, how's it going? Yeah. Anything interesting been going on this past week? Any stories? Anything cool to tell? Um, no, not really. In the hiring world? No, in the general world. In the general world. General oh, there's world lots world. going on. Like for me, or for like, doesn't matter. Just uh, get to it. Just get to it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm going on a date tonight. Oh, really? Hey. Nice. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just because, like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to, like, get out there and put my best self out there and just keep, you know, keep my foot on the dating pedal, so to speak. Good. Yeah, thanks. Could have saved that for the yeah. next episode. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm just saying that that's what's going on with me. Cool, so that's cool. where my mind's at. Yeah. If you know, for context, when, okay, cool, when cool. people. Like, so you're in a good mood right now. Yeah, yeah I'm in a plenty fine. Oh, I'm in a great mood. That's good. That's <laughs> the best mood. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we'll get into the topic. So, uh, we have my great two HR professionals here, Emma and Woo Woo. So, um, I guess we'll just start off with a question that I'm interested in, as you guys have worked in the HR field for about how long together? Like, um, three years. Three years. I've been from 2011, 2012. Don't know so how many about years that. Four years, four, yeah. four or five yeah. years. Yeah. So, your time in the HR field, mm-hmm. um, do you guys think that the higher methods used at Perspective organizations are a bit outdated and need to be changed. What do you guys think about that? In my company, yeah. Want to elaborate bit. on that? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know, but it's probably just a thing. It's my company. I just feel the technology is a little outdated. Is um, this like ATS what technology tech? are you using that you shouldn't be using? Well, we're using our ATS's Max Hire, which we're transitioning over to Teleo, but oh. that. Max Hire was horrible. I don't even know why we had it for as long as we did because our department really has expanded. So I think that in that sense, it's really behind. And um, I don't know, just we keep getting a lot of applications and I think that a lot of applications could fall through the cracks because what we're using is not the best. Is it is it like a keyword-based system? Like Yeah, it could... keyword-based system. I also feel like I'm a visual person. I feel like sometimes... Because I had a friend who, she, she did get the job, but I had to 
like pretty much like hold her hand and take her through the process of, of applying because our ATS was so crap. So I could totally see a candidate being like, this is such outdated system. What's the point of even bothering applying for this company? Like, I don't know. I know it's an extreme reaction, but like, yeah. I could no, totally see candidates yeah. saying, doing can, that. Can, like, can people tell that the system, like, is it connected to your like um, application portal? That people use when they apply. I imagine they apply online. It is the, that yes. is the, that is the application yeah. portal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they just you know like if you go to a website, you click careers, and then after it just pops up another site, and then you could kind of filter through the different type of jobs you want. It just like it's not pretty looking compared to like other companies, and I feel like some people, particularly you know really high quality candidates, they'd be like, this is kind of crap. This company might be. Crap. Is it difficult for the candidate to find like a position they may be looking for with that? Because I noticed I've used some mm-hmm. of those portals where it's like select city search and all of this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll give you results you didn't even ask for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, is it something that yeah. it does that? Again, yeah. And I found that out quickly because when my friend, she, I was literally texting her while she was trying to apply for a position. Wow. Yeah. On the other hand, we use Taleo, and it's not exactly the best, but it it has um, functionality where you can um, like put in stuff like pre-screening questions, stuff like that. So when people actually apply, um, you already have done half of the what's it called screening out mm-hmm. before you actually start looking at other candidates. I don't think it's outdated. I think it's what organizations choose to use. There's a lot out there, so I guess it depends on. Specific organizations, yeah. I don't well, think when so. I say outdated, I mean, should we be moving away from the use of the resume and finding a different way? I don't think so. No, no. A, a better Either way. way. You still have to show off your yeah. qualifications. Right. Yeah, resumes yeah. are here to stay. Because yeah. I, I know a lot of people say, you know, your resume it shouldn't be boring, but I don't know what that means because resumes are boring, no matter how you. No matter which way you, you create it, structure it, it just looks like a piece of boring. But I, maybe not the resume, but possibly your cover letter. So when they say not boring, you should have like something that catches the eye of the person who's actually screening. So phrases you use, stuff like that, that could possibly make me think. And it also still depends on the position you're applying for. Mm-hmm. So for instance, your resume doesn't have to be boring if you're a graphics person. Right. And then you send me a sheet of paper that's black and white. I would expect that you'd add like color, stuff like that. So in that case, yes. Um, if you're applying for, let's see, maybe you're a writer and then your cover letter is just like, oh, hi, I'm applying for this, 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 and that's all, no. Maybe it should have like a link to stuff you've written, quotes, things like that. Things that make me know that, okay, this is this person's interest and there may be, I don't know, just something linked to what it is you're applying for. Yeah. It depends on the job. Yeah, really does. What are some red flags that would tell you right away that you're not interested in the person? Typos. Yeah. <laughs> Typos. Typos. Do, do, do you have like your own biases that may apply to when you... every every single HR has biases it's it's for human right if it looks generic if it looks like a resume that i'm sure you probably sent to 
five other companies exactly. and did not change it, I won't even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's like you didn't even make an effort. You didn't make an effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to look like they were interested particularly in your company. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like, I know, like, right, you can't make, like, a complete different resume each time you apply for a position. I know that. But, yeah. like, you have to change a few things. Exactly. Yeah. I know one person who. Um, I was screening their resume, and the way Taleo works, I can see how many other pr- positions the person had applied for, and I saw 747. So basically, this person just sends out their resume to whatever is out there. Doesn't take their time to actually, like... Sorry, is 747, like, some code? That... 747 oh. jobs they've applied for. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So for me, I'm like, uh, no... How's that even possible? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So wait, this system can pick up. Mm-hmm. Is this with the company or is this with other organizations tracking that use track, the tracking system? Can yeah. Wow, That's not yeah. a good percentage. No, it's not. not. <laughs> so in my mind, you're just looking to get in. Yeah. You don't really have like a specific area maybe you're interested in or something. So that's a red flag for sure. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm wondering. Because this seems to happen a lot. I see jobs that are posted for like four days, five days a week. Um, do some organizations already know who they're going to hire before they even make the job posting public? Um, there's the possibility that you have an internal you're considering. But, I mean, you never know. You might interview the person and find out that it, the person really won't fit in that position. So you still have to, like open it up to the public so that they have the opportunity so you have like the opportunity to pick the best candidate so you don't want to restrict yourself to just internals so even if you know you have someone who's really good if you find someone better who's an external you'd rather go for that person but how often does that happen that there may be a probability that they won't hire that person because i know there's been a lot of times where they're only posting this position they already know they're going to hire this person Okay. And they're already posting, and they post it to the public. Like, why Why even do that? If they already know they're going to hire someone internally, yeah. why even post it externally to give little guys like me? I think it's the law. I don't think it is. Yeah, no, in some cases, actually, it is the law. It is Correct. the law? Yeah, yeah, he's right. You in some cases. To, yeah, in yeah. some cases, cases you yeah. have to post externally. So how is that? I feel like that's a law that needs to be reviewed. Because I don't think that's beneficial to the person who's like, oh my God, I'm perfect for this job. I love this. I love the organization. I love what this, everything's about. And then you apply and it's like, oh, sorry, we are not even going to hire you because the job was only open for this one person. But, okay, now this is just your experience in terms of some people you know. This is general. No, not, you know, you can't, 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 you could have gone with an internal, but you figure out that it's better to go external. And there are cases where, although you've posted externally, you rather go with the internal person. And that could depend on so many things. Let's say, for instance, a department is operating on budget. Mm-hmm. Now, you know you, you can pay a certain amount for the internal, but the person who's external will be expecting something more. You rather go with the internal yeah. where you pay less. Right. Yeah. So there are different things. It's not just like, oh yeah, we just want to go with our person. Mm-hmm. It's not always as simple as that. What do you say, Emma? How to in your experience as an HR <laughs> professional, you know, I want to make sure it's even <laughs> represented here. I guess it really depends on the company and everything. Like yeah. I've had 
maybe just the bias in our company where uh, we had we had people in mind who for an internal position and we still posted up externally and people still got pre-screened and they still went to interview and we, after everything we still went with the internal candidate yeah. um in a way it, it really depends on the hiring manager sometimes they just want to see if yes we have someone who's internal we like this person but maybe you could find someone who's amazing externally yeah. um in my in what i've seen in my company 80 percent of the time they went with internal but it's up to um every single company is different but then i also my former manager I can't say the company, but he he um, went to become a manager at a different company, and apparently, when he was applying, there was a whole bunch of internal people that applied, and they did not get the position. They they went with him, who was external, and but that was like a manager of a talent acquisition company. So, yeah. here was a situation where they could have gone internally, and some people were working in that company for like over twenty years, and they still went externally. So they found something in him that they liked that they couldn't find internally so it really depends so although i feel like that's rare um, <laughs> i mean the organization it depends we work group. with has, did that recently where they they considered someone internally uh who was pretty qualified i don't i guess not as qualified as who they uh, eventually chose but they chose someone uh, external and i think it was like a little bit of a hit to the person who applied internally because they were pretty sure they were qualified but when you get it gets competitive, it gets competitive, I guess. Yeah. So So when they post these jobs online, I know sometimes I see jobs they'll they'll post this externally mm-hmm. and they'll say this job is directed at internal candidates. Right. Should that organization adopt that? Yeah, you didn't know that? Uh, it says this is meant for people It'll internally. say something like this posting is is directed at internal candidates. However, if an internal candidate can't be found then we will consider external candidates. The wording is a little different, I, yeah, but no, I see you saying like internal. Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah. a little bit, but yeah, you're paraphrasing that's a little the, bit the off, concept. but like, <laughs> but so I see what you, you mean. Can you paraphrase it on? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think you're talking about how it says that like internal uh, candidates have into a certain date to. To apply. apply for this, external candidates have up to a certain another date. To no, apply. that happens as well. I see that as well. Mm-hmm. But I also see some job applications where it'll say this is directed towards internal applicants. However, yeah. external applicants okay. may be considered after. Let me give an example. So in a unionized setting, um, yeah, they have you have to post internally first mm-hmm. before for a certain number of days before you open it up externally. So it gives them gives the union the chance to apply first or members of the union. If they do not apply before a certain date or by a certain date, then they're excluded from the screening process. And then it's open to external applicants. So in a situation like that, they're legally bound to actually do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe in situations like that you find job postings that are worded that way. Well, what I'm saying is those jobs postings I find like that, like I'm okay with that. Because yeah. that lets me know that my chances are probably oh, okay. much slimmer <laughs> okay. than if if it doesn't say that. Yeah, okay. But a lot of companies don't say that. And if it's, if it's a job is posted and they already know who they're going to probably hire and yeah. it's internal, should companies adopt the policy where they say this position is directed at internal candidates and then if nobody's found, then external candidates. Because if I see that, yeah. for me, that lets me know, okay, they're looking at internal 
maybe I shouldn't waste my time tailoring my resume, tailoring my cover letter for this job that I have a lower percentage chance of getting that's not directed at external candidates. I don't see them doing that because then there's, again, you could be the perfect candidate who's external and then yeah. you will not apply and then apply, yeah. they'll lose out on that. Yeah, exactly. So you never want to show that. your cards in that yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. And another thing, I guess it depends on the system they're using to post. Because if you're using like an applicant tracking system, one that's really good, it doesn't actually post externally till it's done posting mm-hmm. internally. So internal applicants have access first before as an external applicant, you actually now see the posting itself. Yeah. So once you see the posting as an external candidate, yeah. do you have as likely a shot as someone internal to get that job? Because now it's reached you and, and I, I guess they've felt um, they could reach out to the public now? I guess everyone stands a chance. Everyone stands a chance, yeah. obviously. Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I use, okay, let me use myself as an example. Please do. The job I currently have, I was picked out of 864 applicants, 864 people. What are the chances that I could have gotten the job? Like one in One out of 864? Yeah. 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 yeah, so there's always a chance. Was the job you applied for directed at internal candidates first? No. It was an external posting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What made you the best of, well. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> She just happy she got the job. I mean, I like to think, okay, one thing I, I took a lot of time before actually applying for the position. So I remember working on my resume for about three days. Now I've seen a lot of resumes. I have, I've screened out, I've done like interviews, things like that. I've never actually, um, I guess this job was when I had my first official interview. I've never really officially interviewed for any of the jobs I've had in the past. And I just knew that I wanted to, first of all, understand what the position was, wanted to be sure that I was a good fit for it. And then I made sure that I tailored my resume based on past work experience to what it is that they were looking for. So I really did take my time. My cover letter, I took it to someone who I respected to help me screen, also my resume as well, just to have like a second eye and everything. So I I did take my time. And I find that a lot of people who apply for positions like sometimes i will get a resume and you're applying for the position of um let's say an administrative assistant and within the letter you're telling me oh i'm interested in this job as a clerical officer or some something else (laughs) so you've not really taken your time to actually go through Uh what it is you're writing and then sometimes the job posting is saying one thing and then your resume and cover letter are saying a totally different thing. There are times where people don't even understand what the job yeah. entails, mm-hmm. and then you're applying for it. Already, that eliminates you. So mm-hmm. it's really as it should. Yeah, but it's You'd really be surprised how yeah. many people do that mistake. True. Yeah. I would be one of those people. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand half the job titles. <laughs> and I. But that's another thing people don't know. At least where I work, you can actually. Um, get the details of the person who's recruiting so whatever the recruiter's name is or whatever send an email and ask for the job description so you actually see in detail because what is in the posting is just a fraction of Mm -hmm. what they actually want you to do so that could also help but I mean except you say most people won't know they can do that Mm -hmm. but I always say just always ask so find out if you see any details there then you can email and then ask for that information so that also helps you Okay. Yep, yep. 
<laughs> <laughs> so, um, while you're doing all of this, you're tailoring your resume. Yeah. You're having your friend who you trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, does having a social media profile like LinkedIn actually assist you in getting hired? Yeah. 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 Sure. Especially right now. Yeah. Now, can that be used to discriminate against candidates? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of cringe when y'all said that. Like, you gotta have a LinkedIn profile, but it's gotta be decent, nice. It's it's helpful to have a LinkedIn, particularly now we're really in a social media age. Uh, people will Google you just for curiosity. I wouldn't yeah. pop up. I wouldn't come up if they Googled me. <laughs> so, like this okay, so, that is a, suspect. And that's also suspect yeah, for some what? people. See, yeah. this is what yeah, I hate about people. this society. Why is it suspect that I don't come? That should be good. I mean, I'm probably not a criminal, okay? Uh, no. Or I'm not any Why of these. No, that means you ain't done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, it's not, we don't really need to see you. You have Facebook or Instagram. Like, as an employee, we don't need to see that. But, like, if you don't have a LinkedIn, it's like, okay. And I guess it also depends on the really? field. Yeah. Like, if, for example, you're, like, a marketing manager in sales and, yeah. or, like, a real estate, you don't have a LinkedIn, that's kind of, like, why? Because you should have that kind of what, stuff. What if there's somebody who just doesn't like social media? Okay. Like, for me, I'm a mm-hmm. private person. Like, I don't feel like I need to post my experience yeah. online so everybody I can... doubt can... that you're as private as I am, <laughs> but this is why. So you've put in your resume that you worked at this pace from this point to this mm-hmm. point. It's extra verification. Mm-hmm. If you're bold enough to post it on LinkedIn, then it's most likely true. Yeah. That's one. Now, most of your connections might be people you've worked with who will be endorsing you for different things. Now, you said you can do this in your resume, the other people agree with you. So it's just like, it serves as an extra validation. So I remember getting this job as well. I mean, my references, first thing they did was to check LinkedIn. Then they verified that I actually worked where I did. So it, it matched with my references before they actually made the phone calls. So yeah. Well, see, That's I'm worried about them seeing my picture and then they say, nah, we're not even gonna um, entertain this guy right here. Technically, it doesn't count. It, like technically, well, not technically, just legally, it should be happy. They shouldn't be looking at your picture saying no, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Unless if you're doing like promo modeling or something. Where <laughs> you like take that. a good profile. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't. I don't even think I have a profile picture on my LinkedIn actually. You do not look I, bad in pictures, Redman. It's it's a, you need to have <laughs> a profile for your, picture. Speak for yourself. Cute little beady eyes. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. You got a face for radio. And you got a voice for radio. Got a face for- <laughs> but you got the voice for radio, too. It's okay. <laughs> Which means I don't need the face, then, right? <laughs> well, yeah, might as well be faceless. I don't know. No, I think I would suggest, if you want to take it serious, because, I mean, I've been approached. Um, people have contacted me through LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I didn't wasn't interested in any of their offers, but like I have been approached, and they'll take you more seriously if you have a picture. I get contacted by people on LinkedIn too. It's usually some scammer though from Taiwan trying to give me a job selling and there are rice. Those. There's Taiwan. those. There's those. Yeah. <laughs> really nice. To see. But you have, the, you have the ones that are valid. Yeah. But in terms of other social media accounts, and let me take out LinkedIn, which is like work related. Yeah. Um, you asked the question. Yeah, and not in the same media. bracket. That's not in the same bracket as Facebook, no. as Twitter, as Instagram. It's it's an online resume, and like you were saying, yeah. where yeah. you're looking to get validated. Yeah. So that's why I would say, yeah, maybe yes. a little bit more necessary. I don't like LinkedIn, though. 
Like oh. I'm, ag- mind you, I'm against social media in general. Okay. So LinkedIn is just another one of those. It's different, though. It's different. I think it's because it's one of those things that not everybody kind of has to jump on board. Yeah. So do so when you go through a process, so you get a. Because I imagine if you're looking at my LinkedIn profile, yeah. you're considering me for a job, right? Yeah. So Most likely, yeah. is Most that likely. the first thing you all would do? Like, I'll to confirm what you were talking about, to, to see if this person, one, if they exist, if they're not some John Doe who stole somebody's name, <laughs> and two, does their qualifications match up with their LinkedIn profile? Yeah. Is that the first thing you do in your process for looking at candidates and It'll depend at what point. So, like, if you're top five, most likely, yes. But if you're, like, top 30, maybe not. Because then you're still going through screening. So you have to be at a certain, in a certain percentile of of applicants to... Before I'll go that Before you even looked at my LinkedIn. What kind of screening is going on before the five-person? Resumes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, how do you guys break down, (laughs) you know... You guys are laughing. What's up? What's up? I, didn't, I haven't even no. cracked a joke yet. I got a lot of jokes. I haven't even said one yet. Go ahead. You haven't I mean, even said it. one joke yet? Not I've been yet. laughing at you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you guys, like, what's the criteria for getting down to those five people? Because if it's some uh, a group like you had and it's 800 and something people, yeah. like, what's the process to, I imagine you eliminate people who don't have the qualifications, yeah. right? But here's the thing about that where I get confused because I just thought about it. What if it's, um, sometimes I see applications where it says university degree or equivalent education and experience, combination of education. So how do you determine a person, they may not have the education, but they have the experience to... Um, For me, that would mean you have core experience in what you're applying for. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not talking about combination of education and experience in something else, then you're not applying for this. So let me say, for instance, um, you're applying for a community safety officer or something, and then your core work experience has been in something administrative, Mm -hmm. you're out. Mm Because your core experience isn't in what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. If you have that in a combination with your education, which might be like a college college degree or a diploma or something, I could work with that. So that's that's what it means, at least for me. Is it the same for you, Emma? Yeah, absolutely. It can't just be, like, random experience. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, uh, what you mentioned, like, if, for example, some people, even with the ministers, since they want them to go to at least college with, like, some kind of business diploma, Mm -hmm. if you don't have that, but you have all these years' experience as a minister, then then you're in. But if you worked retail for a couple of years, you're going to be out. Although you have working experience, it's not a minister. Yeah. So, so that's, that's you know, fair. that's yeah. an example. So what if you're somebody who is looking to move up, you know, in the world? You've been doing this job for so long, right? Yeah. You have this position. You have the qualifications, I guess, somewhat, but it's not at the level of what the position title yeah. would like. How do you get there? What do you have to do to get to make that jump from I'm an assistant to I want to be a officer or coordinator or something like that you have to really tailor you have to pretty much prove to whoever's reading it off the bat that you are able to do the job regardless of what experience or 
you have to you have to make it easier for me to be like okay this person is perfect I don't I like I mentioned before I can't be searching for it in your resume or cover letter I ha- it has to be just really clear for me is it usually just someone that spent some time in that field and that you notice that all their jobs have been in that yeah in that field yeah. exactly and it's like the first thing that I see because I don't for our company we do a lot of mass hiring and um, so we don't have a lot of time like and it's true, like people spend like hours on the resume and I feel bad to say this, but we don't spend hours looking at people's resume. We yeah. spend a few seconds. No, it's <laughs> like, you know, and like, so for us, if spelling errors is going to be out, it could be perfect, but that spelling error is going to, you know, bring yeah. you out. Like yeah. we become really nitpicky because we spend a few seconds. And for me, it's like, if I have to search, if for example, if I need you to have a master's degree and I have to search for it to see if you have a master's degree, I'm, I'm going to assume you don't, and I'm just going to move on. It has to be front and center. You have to pretty much prove from the very beginning that you're able to do this job. So when you're looking for that, I know different professionals, career professionals will tell you different places to put your um, education on your resume. Yeah. Should it be at the beginning of your resume or at the end? Because I hear different things. I hear if you're graduating from university, it should be at the beginning. But if you're a professional, I don't think, I don't think it, should, matters. it doesn't matter. It doesn't as matter. long as it's a section on its own, where yeah. it's clear that this was this is your education yeah. or your education or whatever. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. clears it, that it up. Is, that yeah. was easy. But in addition, oh, to there's what a but. Asking yeah. um, in terms of what you can do to move up, mm-hmm. um, I'll use an example of someone I know, and she basically started messaging people on LinkedIn to say, mm-hmm. "Hi, I've just graduated. I'm looking for." Um, experience in this field I'm willing to work without pay or whatever I just want at least six months doing this thing so that I have it on my resume so doesn't sound ideal but if you really want it do stuff like that yeah that gives you the experience you want mm-hmm. or you can just start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you can put this on your resume yeah <laughs> so, so things like that yeah help. So, um, obviously, this is a Toronto-based podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm not from Toronto, and I've met a lot <laughs> of people. I'm not, yeah. You're not from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and I meet a lot of people who are not from Toronto that have a difficulty finding jobs in Toronto. Yeah. So, um, I guess my question is, do organizations in Toronto, do they value more Toronto-based experience and education more than they do global experience? I think it varies. It varies. And not very Which is not the answer I was looking for. To I mean, Toronto, but, yeah. but more Canadian-based. And again, it, it depends on yeah, the, organization. the organization. Some some organizations want that Canadian work mm-hmm. experience. Some don't care. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. Where I work, they're open-minded. So it really depends. Yeah. That's it? That's all it is to that? Well, where I work, they're not as openly minded. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I mean, it, it's... Where I work, because there are certain elements in which they're dealing with crisis calls, and a lot of it oh, is yeah. going to be with Canadian people. So they want to make sure, again, going back to the master's degree, cool, you have a master's in what school? If you have a master's in a country like in India, whatever, they're going to question that. Not that they question your intelligence, but they're like, are they able to bring the same communication skills, characteristics that a Canadian person could do when it comes to a crisis call? And I would say yes. Mm -hmm. If I'm screening for certain positions and I've noticed that maybe your core experience is this, 
and then in a certain country one and then from your cover letter i see you're struggling with communicating what it is yeah. you've done then i already know that most likely no i'm gonna have to screen you out so yeah possibly could that be because your work experience is in canadian yeah possibly but it really depends though and actually that's you bring a good point too that like the way in which we recruit in canada is very different because Mm -hmm. we kind of make this joke that we know when someone is foreign because like (laughs) you know all of a sudden the picture is on the resume resume, and we're like oh you're not you're not from here because (laughs) you would not put your picture on your resume there's certain things or like people say they're married or all these kind of different things where we know immediately that you're not Canadian or not, you know. Because, because the Canadians don't overshare. No, like they don't overshare. <laughs> <laughs> not on your resume. Maybe yeah. Facebook and everything, but not like on a resume. So it's it's funny. So even something like that, it could be like, it could be a little, for different companies, it could be a bias. Automatically yeah. be like, you know, just, you kind of re- disregard their experience because like, oh, this person's definitely not Canadian because of the picture. And then out they go. Well, they know that I'm not Canadian bias. when I apply for jobs. Because if they, the first question is, most of your experience is not in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, sorry yeah. about that. that is, <laughs> <You don't, laughs> sorry. I apologize. Apologize. Very, very, very Canadian of me. I have to say sorry, yeah. you know. But, but no. I think, I think even then, it's like things like that, like what Emma just mentioned, is like even paying attention to details enough to know that, okay, this is how a resume written here or accepted mm-hmm. here is written. Like, doing your homework yeah. to that extent right. matters. Mm-hmm. And people don't do that. No. People don't. I'm guilty of that. I When I was over in Ireland, I was doing my resume completely wrong, according to the Irish. Oh. And uh, I got a lot of flack when I brought it into this woman who was showing me how to do it, and I, I didn't believe her at all. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to rewrite my resume, and I thought... Well, like, no, there's no way that just because I'm across the ocean that we format <laughs> our resumes differently now. Oh yeah, that was. Well, how yeah, did really it, I mean, yeah. I didn't get hired for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> how did they? How do they format their resumes in in Ireland? Oh, she, I, she wanted me to write pages about each job. Oh wow! Oh, really? Well, like, yeah, she. It was a multi-page resume, and I. <laughs> I'd always yeah. be told no, to keep thing, things yeah. on page, yeah. yeah, whenever possible, and like you can always uh, remove stuff that's unrelated to the new job, so mm-hmm. or the hopeful new job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she just had me going on and on about like she's sitting there with me trying to like describe my old jobs from high school, telling me what I did and didn't do while I was working at McDonald's. And <laughs> Yeah, she, she, you weren't there. You don't, <laughs> you don't know what the fire pit is like. So, but no, I, I think uh, the key is really looking at, yeah, who am I handing this resume to? Who's going to look at it? Who, yeah. Who's passing it along? And uh, yeah, I always did that poorly, and that's why I never got jobs until I was in the room with someone or knew someone and mm-hmm. got some sort of connection. Because if you're going for these mass, uh, these mass hiring jobs like you're describing mm-hmm. then you've really got to stand out or at least not mess up yeah, on yeah. the resume no, i have a typo it's no, yeah the sure. the best things that go unseen so yeah. i imagine a lot of people end up having typos on their resumes don't they yeah. and that's uh, your first impression of you yeah. so it's like don't do that well, <laughs> I, I guarantee a typo is not on purpose uh-huh. um so but it's hard to you know look at the paper and 
and happens. Decides. Particularly if you're a person that you know you're on the hunt for a job, so you're gonna obviously we know you're gonna you're applying to multiple, multiple. jobs. So it's easy to kind of miss something because you've seen your resume a million times. Especially staring at that yeah. screen for hours. Yeah. If you ever stared at a computer screen for hours, it hurts. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. painful. Yeah. I would ask us. that to the HR <laughs> professionals who look at resumes all day. What's wrong with me, duh? <laughs> we stare at screens for hundreds of hours yeah. a week amongst the five of us. So. It's crazy. So I'm wondering, I, this this happens to me a lot because I apply to a lot of positions. Okay. Oh, poor rat. <laughs> why, why do companies send declination emails like months after the job is closed? Like, I know I didn't get the job. I didn't even get the interview. You don't have to send me a declination email. Especially, especially not months later. Like a week, maybe. Okay, I understand. But like three, four months after I've already forgotten that I've applied for the job. Please, woo woo. You're raising yes. your hand. Yes. She's raising her hand yes. on radio, people. So okay. Just say that. So imagine you have posted five jobs mm-hmm. and two hundred people apply to all five jobs. Mm-hmm. So that means you have to go through a thousand resumes. You're not gonna get it done in a week, especially if you want me to go through each one. And make like a, an unbiased decision about it. So sometimes when you do a job posting, you know you need to fill the position in let's say three months or four months. You're not going to do interviews that very week that you posted the job. It actually has to go through screening. Once I'm done screening, I'll send it to the hiring manager and possibly the head of that department so they have a chance to go through it. They have other things they're doing. So before I get any feedback, with what their short list is. I give them mine, they have theirs. Then before I start planning interviews, it doesn't take a week. That's my answer. So sometimes it mm-hmm. takes longer than. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I understand that, but yeah. if I don't get an interview, don't even bother emailing me. Like but, there's no purpose. But that's you. I know. <laughs> some people I feel like know. I speak some for a lot of people. Some people want to know, yeah. Not, if you send me an email four months, I already have my closure. I was already over it. <laughs> I, was I already say, forgot. Yeah, if you found a new job by that point and you can look back on and be like, I didn't need you. <laughs> like, be like, I'm better off anyway. <laughs> then you can look back and be like, then that, thanks for letting me know. You know, yeah. like, but it's just like what up. you said earlier about um, seeing that um, preference will be given to internal applicants before external applicants. You want to know that, right? Some people just want to know that that's close. Think of, let's say, um, maybe academic positions or high positions like a CEO, a COO, things like that. They don't get screened. You oh, don't. You, yeah, it doesn't take a, a week. It doesn't take two weeks. It might take months. So in things like that, or positions like that, yeah, it will take time before they actually make a decision. And what I try to do now is the minute I've done the initial screening for the people who I know aren't shortlisted, I would do an email to them at least within a week or two of posting because I like to do my screening right after um, posting is closed and then so they know that, okay, I didn't get the job. See, that that seems important in a lot of cases because while you're saying some of these jobs would take months to, yeah. to screen through and, yeah. and decide, at what point do you as someone who's unemployed compromise on job selection because you're like, well... I've heard some of these jobs can take four or five months. Maybe I should wait out on that job, but I just got a job offer for something um, not quite ideal, but, you know, it's a job. Um, so at what point do you think, okay, you, 
should move on. Yeah, because <laughs> let's say let's say I don't get that nice email from you a week yeah. later saying I've screened you or I haven't. A call, an email, find out what the status is of mm-hmm. that actual job, and then just figure out okay if it's something that they're not gonna make a decision about in like a few weeks, then go for the other job. That's mm-hmm. really up to you. But yeah, you should like reach out, send an email or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I do like that about people who actually email to ask questions sometimes. Because I find that if you send me an email to inquire, I'll go back and look at your resume most times. Right. I find that I do that. Because if you're curious enough, then it's it shows me that you actually are interested mm-hmm. and I might take a second look at your resume. That's me though. It's not really. Are you making enough calls? Or are you just handing in pushing paper to everyone? <laughs> desk there is it's a great question yeah um i'm not gonna answer it right now (laughs) 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 um and you made me forget my question so this is all right we can keep asking you questions go ahead sure i'm not the hr (laughs) professional here these guys are so they're more suited to answer any questions you have than i am oh yeah no they've been answering all the hr questions well you i don't know what questions i would ask you probably you work closely with HR, though. Do I? Yeah. Do you? You do. I don't believe I do. Well, I know that we work together, and the head of our HR department, you guys are on the phone, like, every day. I'm trying to think of who that person... Oh. Do you, okay, so, uh, update. I have an update. Red doesn't know who does HR. And therefore... You're going to be on the phone with her one day and say something really inappropriate. She's 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 going to book you, and you're going to be the next one fired on the spot. It's going to happen soon. I've seen how casually you chat with her. Who are you talking about, man? You still don't know? I mean, I know who he's talking about. I just don't know exactly what he's talking about now. What I'm talking about? Oh, no, I just see you cackling on the... Out there, and you're like, oh... You kill me now. <laughs> You're like, you know I don't got those notes. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, give me a break. Let's hear, let's hear the phone the whole time. You're going to fess up to some crime you committed and you're going to get booked and I'm never going to see you again. Never going to have to meet up for $20 lunch. See, I don't go. understand why you guys are laughing right now because he's just talking. He doesn't know what he's saying right now. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> this, this happened, okay? He, he talks with the HR rep every day, and he still doesn't know who she is. Can no, I know, I know. Mm. I do know. I don't, I don't, like, yeah. I can totally see him not knowing. Why, why would you guys think that? I don't know. That's so mean. <laughs> so, uh, let's uh, stop digressing now. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Ian. I'm a um, king of it. <laughs> King of digression. There's gonna be so much laughter. Oh yeah, which is good. You know, I could read the next question if you just tell me which one it is, because you look, you look like you're hurt. But, uh, no, I was gonna. Um, I could read it with a, an accent, or I could do. Don't do I an could accent. Do, I could do it like, like I really, uh, like I. It's Planet Earth. Like I'm hosting. <laughs> Uh, and I'm narrating some r- intense environmental situation. 
or third option is you read the question. So. so that wasn't the first option that we had. No, was no, no. It's actually you. You're down the list. <laughs> you're not the first option, but. All right. So what? First question, I guess, when writing a resume, because this always confused me coming from the U.S. to Canada. Yeah. Should a resume be one page or two pages? There's not really a rule as long as everything that is relevant to the job that you're fits. applying for fits. Yeah. Uh, it also depends on like what type of position. Like if you're gonna be like a CEO, if you're hiring for that, it's gonna be, pages, it's gonna be a lot more. It might be even. Three, well, we're four definitely pages. not applying for CEO well, positions like, <laughs> here, so, so we're just trying to get our foot. In, we're just trying to get if our foot in the door. If it's like you know, if you're a student like in a, trying to get McDonald's, then probably one page is like enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, on average, I think I've seen two pages. Mm-hmm. That's the average. Yeah. Um, it, it really depends on the role. I think yeah. the more senior you get, probably the more it expecting the more pages going to add because mm-hmm. you've already had more experience yeah. and more education. So if I submit a three-page resume to McDonald's, it shows I maybe care too much? Or... <laughs> yeah, it shows that you care a little bit too much. <laughs> okay. Unless well, if you're trying to and then they promote be a manager, right executive yeah. of, in McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Right. But not this restaurant, no. <laughs> so what not, does... Not to rag on McDonald's. I can I always rag on McDonald's because I work there. But I think they have one of the best hiring processes, they the best do, training actually. processes from the bottom yeah. up. And that's why they're successful. But again, it's easier to train and hire when you have the infrastructure. Like There are some smaller businesses that don't have people that are in charge of hiring, right? So yeah. hiring gets put at the wayside and you're not growing your your business always but uh places like mcdonald's have that luxury of it right True. where they can well they have to also hire masses so they don't always get all the best employees but they also train their employees well enough and pay them for it so although i don't know if they still pay for breaks or don't i used to have to clock in and out for breaks and i was like oh that's a bit petty (laughs) <laughs> so uh moral of the story is everybody should apply to mcdonald's i think most part-time positions they don't pay for breaks i think so yeah. that's yeah, yeah that's why i yeah. moved out of part-time because i take lots of breaks and otherwise i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> so. that, that makes sense so back to the resume yeah what does the perfect resume look like no such thing. There's no such thing as perfect resume. Wrong answer. Glad. Try again. <laughs> try. <laughs> again, what does a perfect resume look like? Okay, let me try. All right, please it do. It has to have your basic information. So mm. when I say basic, your name. Because mm. um, <laughs> people forget sometimes. Yeah. Work experience. Um, references if you want to at that point. But usually you can always send that later if you get shortlisted. Um your work experience, though, should be tailored to have, um, would I say, things you've done that are close to what they're looking for in terms of the job. Yeah. The minute you can do that, convincingly in your resume and also in your cover letter, then I think you've done a really good job. Yeah. So, besides that basic stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not saying this. I'm not sure. I do have a question. The references. Yes. Who should you look like? Who should I reference? Because 
people that I think I want to reference are also people sometimes from like 10 years ago in my life. And there's not someone in my recent life who isn't a close friend that I would ask to vouch for me. Sometimes it's they're few and far between and I don't want to just necessarily ask my last employer. Mm-hmm. Who should you ask? Ideally, it is going to be someone who had some type of supervision role. Yeah. That they're not looking for your best friend or your mom. <clears throat> I right. mean, it, I do. Because <laughs> like, you know, mom would be like, oh, he's the best I ever had. Yeah. Have I, you guys ever asked your best friend to pretend to be a past employer? And did it work out? Because my experience yeah. didn't work out. <laughs> I've heard a story. Doesn't sound like a formula for success right there either. No, he broke character and (laughs) he forgot he was playing. He forgot he was playing my boss, my alcoholic, balding, middle-aged boss. And he lied. Anyways, Um, I think for me, actually, one of my references. Is my best friend mm-hmm. but that's because I worked for them mm-hmm. no I worked for them but the relationship or the friendship I guess evolved from that point but I always put them last on my list of references um, I do put my previous employers and that's what you should ideally be doing especially as um, Emma said mm-hmm. someone who supervised you mm-hmm. I think legally they're not allowed to like go Oh, this person is such a. They're supposed to give like constructive things. There are only certain things that I can ask for when I'm asking for your references. So I can't be like, is this person a bad person? No. I'll be asking specifics. What's, what are their work ethics? Yeah. Things like that. So it, there's no fear in putting a previous employer who you don't really like as your reference. Are you. Would you ever call uh, a previous employer? even though they weren't listed as a reference? Um, you would to confirm that they actually worked there, right? They... Not really. No. No? No. no. It, it, it depends. Except I've seen maybe discrepancies in your story or something that gives me, like, maybe you, you said something or something in your resume doesn't quite make sense. I might do that just to confirm. Then also, if, like you said, your reference is an employer from like 10 years ago. I might want someone who's more recent because I want to see how you were in the last five years, not 10 years before. So possibly in a situation like that, yes. Another good point um, or another good reference to use rather, if you just finished maybe like a program or something in school, a professor, something like that, someone like that. Yeah, that's another, I guess, good one. To add on to that, make sure, because I guess, I don't know uh, what experience you had, yeah. but a lot of people put people in their reference list, and then I guess they don't tell them. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's me again. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm really glad I'm here, actually. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> you need to tell them, because yeah. we've had some really awkward moments where it's like either that reference, like, some reason is no longer in that organization and then it's someone else and they're like well that person kind of sucked like you know it, it, there's we've had some awkward moments so i always yeah. tell people you know hey if whoever's on your list tell them give them a heads up we might be calling them within a week or so um because it's some people if it's weird like some people most of the time it's good references but they got some people who kind of don't really 
yeah. either did really like, like you, you. Yeah. and they're not really saying anything bad per se, but it's kind of like it wasn't positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, rate them from one to ten. Oh, like a five. Why? Yeah, what? like you know what I mean. That's yeah. not very. If it's a reference that you gave and they're giving you that type of score, it's never a good sign. And another thing is, if you know the person you're listing as a reference doesn't work in the organization that um, you both used to work in, you might want to add um, used to work yeah. or was my manager at da da da. Yeah. Then you state the name of the organization and then put that in like bracket right. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever corroborate stories? So I mean, I had a buddy who got a bad reference when the employer mm-hmm. then called. And he was caught off guard by it. Um, I don't know if the guy was caught on a bad day and didn't look back on that guy's uh, employment fondly or what it was. But would an employer ever think to ask the uh, potential employee about that incident or if something came up in a reference call? Or would they just assume that if the reference has said it, that it's fact and then kind of to go on to the next one? It It depends. Like, if, let's say, you listed three references, mm-hmm. two were positive, yeah. and then the third was negative, I might ignore the third one mm-hmm. and just be like, maybe you didn't quite enjoy working in the place, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So it could be anything. Yeah. Um, if two out of three are negative, yeah. most likely we're not even going to be having a conversation about hiring in the first place. So mm-hmm. That's why you ask for three references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so, you yeah, got to win two out of three. Yeah. So yeah. based on that, I just thought about this question. Because it didn't um, actually happen with us where one person was kind of negative and two were positive. Yeah. And we're like, that's weird. Because yeah. we don't usually get, we usually get a lot of people saying, I refuse to mm-hmm. give a reference, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, okay. Yeah. But this, we don't get a lot of like bad, like people bashing that person. Because you could also get sued. Some people, There has to be a situation where people actually sued the previous company because they gave a bad reference sure. so people are kind of careful with that yeah um right you don't need to be putting your own name out yeah. there bad nothing someone else yeah all right is there a double standard between what's acceptable for a corporation to do and acceptable for an individual because I, I feel like you always hear that, <clears throat> you know don't if you had a bad experience at a past mm-hmm. employer mm-hmm. don't talk badly about them mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. A employer could possibly do that, right? They could give, you said, a negative feedback to that person. Yeah, the way that's what I said, they're structured. I think legally, and it's a legal yeah. thing. They're structured questions you can ask. So you can't you can't say something like, um, "Was Redmond dependable?" You know, because then you're asking like more specifics. It's just what kind of um, person was Redmond in this position and then they say oh this person was da 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 and they'll list your strengths mm-hmm. um, why did they leave maybe mm-hmm. and or oh, if it's something that was um, they had to leave they were terminated because maybe it was like a financial issue or something I don't think they're allowed to say there's a, there's an answer yeah. you have to give so it's not like you're saying Oh, this was such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Don't hire them. No, no, no. It's nothing like that. So they give their structured answers. Companies can ask, and their structured answers that the employer or past employer can give. So that just leaves you with, would I say, inferences or whatever. You just have like things to infer from mm-hmm. whatever they say. It's kind of pass or fail in that. Yeah, sense. yeah. It's you're not exactly. It's not gonna be like, a, oh my god, this person was terrible. Yeah. But you're gonna get off the call and be like, this was not a positive no. reference. You would know when someone yeah. is excited, like, oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. But even 
what I'm thinking about the double standard as well is like companies want a potential candidate to be loyal to the organization, yeah, but they will fire them without cause at like the blink of an eye, okay, and that's yeah. like it's like a double standard. Like, why is that okay for an organization expects you to be loyal to them, mm-hmm. but then they'll fire you without cause because they're just like, oh well, bottom line. Do you have have you ever had like a colleague that you just couldn't work with? Wasn't that they weren't doing their jobs? You just couldn't work with the person. Yes, let me not let it. So if a company should let go of that person, I would be. I will applaud the company. Exactly. So situations like that, there's no, there's, there's no cause in terms of you can't say, oh, this person annoys everyone. No, but the company knows that their presence there is toxic to everyone else, so they have to get rid of them. So there are different scenarios. Nothing is just so like. It's not black, black and white. white. Yeah. I'm always wondering how they even got past the screening process anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. So, anyways, what are, what, what are some things people can do to improve their chances if they're in that 864 pile to getting to that 30 or 5, that 5 pile? What are some things people can do to make sure to be one of those potential people that will get that phone call or that email Hey, we are interested in considering you for this position. I think what you've mentioned previously, particularly if you're a new grad, reaching using LinkedIn and not you don't even have to be on LinkedIn, but like doing your research about the kind of organization you want to work for. Try to figure out who's in the HR department and the department that you want to work for, and try to reach out to them. Obviously, not everybody's gonna get back to you, but there might be a few that will, and they will admire what you're doing and will try to give you a you know a chance. As well as like, if you know someone, like, if you know someone that works in a particular company and you see an, uh, a job posting for that particular company, yeah. reach out to them, even if they're not working in that department, because it's always easier, particularly for when we hire. There's been times where we just hired people based on referrals. Yeah. We didn't even look at the pile that we received from external. So did I, they post that externally? They, the, they, they posted the job they posted the job yeah they posted the job and then yeah. you know a, a whole you bunch still of have to apply yeah you still Just have to apply yeah you still have to yeah apply. but then people came to this oh i'm so and so you know i know this person they'll be perfect they, mm-hmm. and then they applied and then we're like because for us these people move to the top if you're a referral particularly if you know you're an executive and you're like my cousin Certainly, and I I would vouch for a lot of my friends to be taken (laughs) over any of the applicants. (laughs) Certainly, I would always be like, no, I would put my friend's resume on top. Certainly, and another thing I think that I find is if your cover letter seems personal, like you're writing to a human being, you're not just writing a letter for the sake of writing a letter. I'm more interested in actually going through cover letters like that. If your cover letter seems so very standard, I'll skip, skim through, basically move on to your resume and then make a decision. But I think, yeah, putting like personal, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not saying talk about yourself too much. I'm not saying tell me about your family or whatever, <laughs> no. <laughs> Just something that shows that you understand what the job is mm-hmm. and how you'd be a fit for it. So, yeah, I think. Nice. Well, you're <laughs> thinking something. I am thinking. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Um, so, <laughs> I just, had, I just had one of those uh, moments there. 
that okay. nobody understands what I'm talking about. So, okay. so if you um, right. if, you, if <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just watching you, man. It's interesting. Keep going. Keep going. If you don't have um, the experience for a job, how do you get it? What what can you do to get the experience? Because I I feel like you sorry you made a face like what is he talking uh, about? <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of times like I'm thinking about the system like is is getting hired hard for people because of the system we've been accustomed to you know like you 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 go to school they tell you go to school you get a degree and you'll get a job and then once you get the degree you realize wait it don't work like that because a lot of these (laughs) entry-level jobs want a degree and three to five years of experience you're like you're entry-level you know so what are things people can do to get the experience if you're at that, if you're in one of those situations. I said it earlier, ask to work for free, part-time. It's something you can still put on your resume. Um, find out about internships. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many there are out there. I understand that, but yeah. I mean, I'm thinking more so if you were looking to change careers. Oh, oh um, still wow. The, still the same thing, especially for the internship aspect. And um, while you're doing the internship, possibly ask that at the end of that time or closer to the end, you're giving like a special project, something you, you do from start to finish, so that when you're leaving, you have the experience and then a project you handled. Something that's like valid or measurable that you can use when you're going out for interviews. Yeah. Stuff like that will help if you, if you want to change careers or if you want to like move up. Yeah kind of sucks but yeah a lot of there's a lot of internships and volunteer pretty much non-paid positions mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. plentiful yeah um it's kind of up to you to try to use those positions to get that experience yeah. no it doesn't work for a lot of people because everybody needs money but yeah and in internships don't settle for just doing grunt work yeah. ask for the big stuff sometimes ask to watch ask to shadow people ask to get involved in a lot of bigger things so that you broaden or expand your experience basically yeah i definitely agree with that yeah because you don't want to just have your internship and all you did was like did coffee coffee runs yeah because that's and that's what i hate about some of these internships whether paid or unpaid it's Mm -hmm. like you're here let's say hr and then all you're doing is you know getting everybody coffee that's yeah. not an internship no. so yeah. what if you're in a situation where you can't afford to work for free you know how do, how do you is there a way where possibly within the organization you work with now this depends because you might be maybe in a place where the department you want to move to doesn't exist but if it does you could say okay I'm working part time doing this can I possibly do sometime shadowing or working with this person or working in this department it could be unpaid so you're working getting paid but you're still doing something that's unpaid gaining the experience within the same organization now that's an ideal state Mm -hmm. if the department you want to move to is within the same organization but there, there are ways around it i think but you could always keep your regular job and still be doing something part time it's like okay let me use my brother as an example um, he wants to go to med school mm-hmm. and he would like to get something close to the medical field now while he was in school he was working in labs doing something medically related 
Now coming out, no one's going to hire a fresh graduate. So now he's volunteering at Mount Sinai, but he's working, doing something else to make his money. So he's doing both things, not getting paid for doing the thing he really wants to do, but he's making his money elsewhere. So, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you cannot, not everybody could have, actually, majority of people cannot afford to just live on unpaid internships. Yeah, but that's why I also say it's not enough to just accept the internship. Don't accept to just do grunt work. Ask that you do something that will be measurable at the end of the time. So that when you're actually going for interviews, you can say, oh, while doing this, I was given this, and I finished this, this was the result, things like that. Those are measurables. Those are things that people like me and Emma look out for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. That was just great. (laughs) You guys are just awesome. Thank you. So that's all I have for you guys right now. I'm sure we'll revisit this topic again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys coming. So thank you, Ian, Emma, and, and Woo Woo. Yeah. Appreciate you, it a lot coming thank out. Thank uh, If you guys would like to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, youngprostalk.com, and like us on Facebook, Young Pros Talk, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Young Pros Talk. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in for next week's episode. Dating as a young professional. Woo woo. <laughs> lucky Land Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.